and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon. And I'm Sammy Skorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. Today's episode is actually a special one, as the book of the moment for today was requested by one of our listeners on Instagram, at MommyPMUA. Thank you for the recommendation. Alright, so the book of the moment for today's episode is Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Mary Kubica is the New York Times and USA Today best-selling author of many suspense novels, including The Good Girl, Pretty Baby, Don't You Cry, Every Last Lie, When the Lights Go Out, The Other Misses, and Local Woman Missing. Why are they all capital? I don't know. So, because it's, it's from her, suspense from her thriller website. Yeah, <laughs> make it all cap screaming at you, <laughs> screaming at you. Yeah. Uh, okay, makes so me anxious. I know. It makes me. I like reading that. Um, a former high school history teacher, Mary holds a bachelor of arts degree from Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Yeah, that's all one's in. Okay, in history and American literature, that was a lot of places. Miami, Oxford. Yeah, I don't know. okay (laughs) um in history and american literature she lives outside of chicago with her husband and two children her first novel the good girl was an indie next pick in august of 2014 received a strand critics nomination for best first novel and was a nominee in the goodreads choice awards in debut goodreads author and in mystery and thriller for 2014 Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Shelby Tebow is the first to go missing. Not long after, Meredith Dickey and her six-year-old daughter Delilah vanished just blocks away from where Shelby was last seen, striking fear into their once peaceful community. Are these incidents connected? After an elusive search that yields more questions than answers, the case eventually goes cold. Now, 11 years later, Delilah shockingly returns. Everyone wants to know what happened to her, but no one is prepared for what they'll find. In this smart and chilling thriller, Master of Suspense and New York Times bestselling author Mary Kubica takes domestic secrets to a whole new level, showing that some people will stop at nothing to keep the truth buried. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Let's go over trigger warnings real quick. Yep. Trigger warnings, profanity, cheating on spouses, child abuse, kidnapping, violence, death, mentions of suicide, and drunk driving. Um, Okay, so I read The Good Girl back in, like, 2020, like, peak Mm -hmm. pandemic vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was not, like, I'm not a thriller girly. I feel like lately maybe I am a thriller girly. Yeah, you've been reading a lot of thrillers. thrillers. (laughs) But when I read The Good Girl, I was like, oh, my God, this is like a thriller I actually genuinely enjoyed Mm -hmm. and was like, oh, my God, that plot twist and whatever. I think I like Mary Kubica. Okay. So when we were supposed to read Local Woman Missing, I was like, okay, I'm down. I'm down for that because I like Mary Kubica. Um, I think that I've learned I just can't read men writing thrillers. That's so fair. You can barely read men at all. Why would you think you could read their thrillers? That's true. And I feel like Local Women Missing really showcased, like, the aspects of, like, being a thriller, but also being written by a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, there's lesbians. There's, like, not mentioning everybody's tits every two seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And um, it, it was very much like from the mind of a woman. Like, how yeah. do you, like, also, like, how do you frame it to make it look like a man did it? Like, how yeah. do you, like, right. All the, and like the fear of being a woman alone and the paranoia yeah. in parking garages, like, all of the, like, that's all from it was the mind. Women coded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very, like, oh, I've lived as a woman and I know how <laughs> to describe this experience. Yeah. And life is scary as a woman. Not just yeah. all these actually scary things that are happening, but, like, everything yeah. is scary as a woman. Um, I will say, so mm-hmm. I had a, an experience with this book where I was like, is this what thrillers are supposed to feel like? When mm. I was reading the first, like, I don't know, 50 pages or so. Like, when Delilah, or, you know, when Delilah yeah. is escaping the uh-huh. house from uh-huh. the creepy couple, I was, like, my heart was pounding and I was it was like nighttime it wasn't like I was over caffeinated and like Mm -hmm. whatever my I I had like my headphones on when I was reading it and my heart was just going oh my god I was like having a proper like thriller moment because I was so scared of like what would happen if she would be like recaptured Uh by those creepy ass motherfuckers and Mm -hmm. I I was like, wow, is this the point? Like, is this the point of a thriller? Because I've never felt like that before when I was reading a book. Like a thriller, at least. Like, my heart was in my throat. I felt like I couldn't breathe. (laughs) I think the only time I've had, like, that type of physical reaction to a book was when when everything unfolds in We Were Liars. That's all I'll say. But Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the only other time I had, like... My heart was in my throat. Like, and it wasn't, in, it's not in a thriller way, but like. It's kind of a thriller. It is kind of a thriller. When you like, every, like, everything unfolds. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, my mom had to come check on me because I was like <laughs> fully sobbing, like snot running down my face. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, this one, and I think. For me, I don't like a lot of thrillers or mystery because I feel like, not to be that pitch, but, like, I feel like I can predict where it's going Mm -hmm. pretty early on. And then it's, then I'm just in my head the entire time, like, trying to affirm that what I'm theorizing (laughs) is correct and I'm not in the story. Whereas for this, I had no idea. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know where Mm -hmm. this is going. I don't know who could have done this. And so you're actually like really reading and looking at all of the different clues and who they're who the author is trying to point yeah. as like misdirection and everything, which is how you're supposed to experience it. You're right, but I think I'm I'm totally with you that most of the time it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I no, but yeah. this did, and I think also it really uh like the plot twist really got me because there's something in me that was like. Man, it's really weird that we've been in- introduced to B, mm-hmm. but like really know nothing about her at the same time. And why does Kate have a pop? POV? Yeah, yeah. But I was like, no. But she's the cool lesbian. <laughs> I know, I know. So there was I... the part of me that was like, I don't. I wasn't even suspecting her because I didn't want it to be her. Exactly. I there was a part of me <laughs> when I finished it, like when I re- when we realized <clears throat> everything was B. Yeah. My stomach dropped because <laughs> I didn't but and it was like I was so unsettled by it because I didn't want it to be her. Yeah. And like I think there was a part of me that was unsatisfied with 
the story <laughs> being like everything having coming back to be like I kind of wanted this like big orchestrated yeah there were people in the yard watching from the watching mm-hmm. in and spying on them and I wanted the Shelby Tebow to be connected and I wanted um uh what else well technically <laughs> well I know but like in a different way and I wanted like the text to all be connected and everything and yeah I think that this did a great job of making me question who I thought it was the whole time. Yes. Like, more than once. Oh, so many times. Like, when we... I can't remember what the friend's name was who lives in the neighborhood of of Meredith. And then she kind of... Like, that Meredith had, like, dated her husband or something in college. Cassandra. Yeah, like, Cassandra, Charlotte. Something like that. Something with a C. There are two Cs, because one's the babysitter, and one is... Yeah, I didn't like yeah, that. I know. <laughs> I that was I confusing. I my brain... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, is it this crazy bitch? But, mm-hmm. like, that's crazy to, like, put to that level. But I think, truly, also, the confusion of the weird couple that had... Delilah not Delilah in the beginning mm-hmm. really added to me not fucking understanding what was going on yeah I didn't because I was like how did they end up with her they seem really stupid and <laughs> bizarre yeah and yeah I didn't that was confusing and like the way that she spoke too they yeah. were like why did she just develop because they don't talk like the couple didn't talk to her enough to where they could like imprint her their accent onto yeah. her you know, so like there were weird things that were not adding up. Yeah. And then, um, fuck, what else? I was also, oh, the, the babysitter too. There was a weird thing. As soon as Leo started having like yeah. weird things and then she was like, oh yeah, the basement was flooded. So it's closed. Like I, like they, yeah. Mary could be like purposely brought attention to <laughs> <Yeah>. a basement <laughs> and I was like oh my god wait what and she was acting all weird about Leo and I'm like maybe she's secretly like a child abuser and yeah I don't it know has something to do with yeah this. And, and then you're like but what about Meredith and then when you find out that Meredith supposedly committed suicide you're like no well that doesn't check out we know no. that there's something up there yeah. And then you start to find out like all the the guilt and stuff like that. And you're like, well, maybe it does add exactly. up. I don't know. I like, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was very well paced. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea what was going on. And then it was like, here's the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> and at you didn't the- fucking oh see it coming, bitch. <laughs> at all. Because there's also mention of B's soundproof. Thing, yeah, but it, it was so obvious <laughs> it fully checked out though like oh yeah she's a musician like yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> we course. just did not want it to be her so no. <laughs> why do we have but you know what i enjoyed i liked that it was like nothing was fully like premeditated you're a psychopath type killer yeah it was very <laughs> like it was a lot more like this shit would happen in the suburbs for sure yeah 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 so i, I was really that. really frustrated by b too like yeah. obviously right but when it came to the actual scene where they hit shelby mm-hmm. i actually forgot about that like prologue piece about like shelby hearing shelby- tires screeching yeah I forgot and about so that too. I, so then I was like, "Oh, the tire screech," and I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> hang on, wait a second, it's connecting." <laughs> There's a huge point here that I should have been understanding. Well, for me, because it's like we knew Shelby went missing, and then yeah. was found dead. I was like, "Oh, the tire screech is someone's like coming to get her, coming to get her." Like they're they slammed on the brakes and they're gonna yeah. grab her, you know? Yeah. 
but damn was it more sinister well not even it was like an accident but yeah I was just really frustrated with B because I totally related to Meredith being like you're not you might not accident like you might not go to prison if we just tell them a few days later and they can't breathalyze you or whatever but yeah yeah I mean, you probably still would. But the idea, yeah. right? Like, I understood, like, that B didn't want to go to prison. But then, like, why were you drunk driving? <laughs> you know? I know. The drunk driving, that was frustrating. Also, I mean, like, I don't know what the fuck I would do in that scenario. I think I would just break down and literally call 911 and, like, just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got to own yeah. it. You just got to own it. Like, Can and you then the, the. No. I want to know. I, like, no, no, no. But, like, being in B's position mm-hmm. in the 11 years following killing two oh, people and uh-huh. having like how can any the thing is like something had to have been a little unhinged for oh, yeah. her to like been a nor- like a normal ish person in those years yeah well like, you have to be a little broken harboring a child in your uh yeah yeah like she has the kid like she's literally taking care of a child in her hidden little soundproof studio yeah um and like how do you like what and what was the plan right like i don't think there was one at that point like how how old was Delilah then? Like seventeen or eighteen or something? Seventeen. Yeah. Like that's that's insane. Like, what was your plan? Like, eventually, like, let her go and tell her, don't you ever tell anybody what happened, or no. what? Like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the plan? No. I just think like it, she definitely was unhinged, especially like uh, the whole way she was like, okay, well, we have to bury her here, and da 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 da. Meredith is like, whoa, like what? <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. yeah um and like you know knocking meredith out with a hammer yeah that was <laughs> in front of delilah like everything was a little okay and i just was so scared for kate as we were like learning everything that was happening mm-hmm. like girl you didn't know for 11 years and how she was like oh my god i don't actually have a key to b's music studio yeah like everything changed right after like she boarded it up yeah she changed the lock and everything right after delilah like moved in <laughs> essentially essentially i know and i want to know like was b actually making music and like making delilah just be quiet Sit through it yeah i don't know well she said that b had stopped really producing anything too she had stopped like she still made it for fun but she stopped really working with music right Right. i don't know man that shit was just crazy i think it like if i were to read it back it would be probably more obvious that it was b yeah especially because like what point what was the point of having kate have a pov right like there was no point other than the fact that it was because b did it i know I know, but like, I I didn't question. I didn't question that at all. I was like, oh yeah, like that's really like I like having another perspective of other people tr- who were like involved, <laughs> kind of involved, like trying to find her. Yeah, because also we were like, oh, you can't ever trust a hus- the husband, like no. ever. No. So, and then the weird pov with like Leo, and he's like mad at Delilah. For well, things. he just like he kind of like knew. Right, yeah, like he was like, was mm-hmm. he was like, this is this doesn't feel like my He's like, sister. You're lying. You're yeah. lying. 
Yeah. I was like, damn, bro. And then I was like, oh, I guess she was. But she didn't yeah. know she was lying. She didn't know she was lying. Yeah. yeah it was it's really not her bad. fault. Yeah. No. She, poor, poor girl. What was poor her name like Carly, Carly. or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the thing about like the best friend being like, butt chins don't just go away. I was like, what? And then yeah. I was like, Leo musing that like there's probably no facial reconstruction people near no. near that crazy couple nor would that crazy couple like spend that the money, money yeah. to do that yeah to do that so i was like what <laughs> what is like at no point did i consider the fact that delilah wasn't delilah no it like there was no reason to not it was everything added up and also for that like the lady cop or carmen oh or god whatever her uh-huh. name was, to lie about the negative oh my god Bro. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is up with these people? <laughs> like, how twisted? Like, obviously, everything else was very twisted with B and everything. But, like, how do you, out of selfishness, <sighs> it gave me such an icky feeling. But the whole, even, like, the, the dad, like, getting into a relationship with the lady cop was icky as well. I'll always find I that think- stuff icky. No, I know. Well, I mean, you think that people who had a spouse and they die, they, they're single for the rest of their life, and that's just how it goes. But, um, which I, I understand. I mean, it depends. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, I think that happens quite a lot. Like, it happens with siblings, like, it's through so grief, through people, like, involved in the situation, they end up coming together. Um, I, I'm fine with, like, people coming together. Well, grief, like, I'm but, not, like, like the coming cop, the... together in that way. Ugh, I feel like the when cops get too close to shit like that, it's very icky. Anything cops do is really icky. Yeah, really icky. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I really did not love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could not for the life of me understand why Meredith would not immediately go to her husband oh. and be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are these texts? Like, I'm getting these weird-ass texts. Yeah. Like, obviously, that never ended up really being anything yeah anything but in my mind i was like that made that sketched out i was like maybe meredith is hiding something even though we were in her head and she was like there's nothing i could have done that would warrant this but then she like really because at first she like very slyly mentions like she doesn't know about me and marty like she doesn't know about me and her husband and then it like moved on and then like a few chapters later we found out it was just like they knew each other they dated in college right but then it, it was like, oh, are they having an affair? Like, yeah, and I was like, oh, man, I don't want that to be the case. No. Because we know that was the case with Shelby. Yeah. She was having an affair, even though that had nothing to do with her. I mean, kind of, I guess, indirectly. Yeah. But, like, her husband was also having an affair. So yeah. It was very... Uh, and I hated, like, the... or well, well, okay, I didn't hate this, but the concept of, like, their that icky doctor... Mm, oh my god i was like oh my god is this icky doctor like murdering women like, yeah. what's, what's going on <laughs> and i hated that for that whole thing with kate going in and like committing to the to, committed, to she committed to the bit she did she, commit to the bit a little too far yeah, yep. she, and i think like i don't understand how b at that point too could have kept quiet because b was there B was, was watching Kate put herself through things. Selfish for person. all. <clears throat> Everything. Like just took self-preservation mm-hmm. and amped that shit up like 
to the max. And yeah. Like to, oh my God. Yeah. She was a part of the goddamn search party for yeah. everybody. Like, and like fully and very like effectively put the blame on Shelby's husband. Mm-hmm. And he went to prison for like 10 years. Yeah. And their kid had no parent because of that. Well, the kid wasn't her actual, his actual kid. So he, she so- ended up go. she ended up going to the actual father. Oh, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Fuck. That whole thing was fucked up. Yeah, it was really fucked up. Fucked up. I just can't like, and, and like, it frustrated me also that Meredith wouldn't just go to the police because it really wasn't her, but B really did like gaslight her yeah thinking like you're gonna go down with it too if you you know no turn us in she so wouldn't have she so wouldn't have like it wasn't she was drunk too it wasn't her fault she even said don't let's not drive yeah none of it was her fault at all nope no Uh. and like merit or b knew that and so really just girl boss gatekeep gaslight (laughs) To the max. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to discuss the rest of Local Woman Missing, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. Um, what else happened in this book? Um, I guess I can I don't pull know. out my notes. What I read like this a- book like two weeks ago. I don't know why I remember everything pretty clearly. That's a good book. I guess so. That's a good book. Um... I guess I didn't really have a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, um, hmm. really, even I think the the level of B's self preservation, like even bailing on Kate in those last moments when the police are trying to get into the she. Thing. Ran! I cannot believe she was like, let me go get the key, and was gone. Literally. I was like, <clears throat> god damn. Because also, it hurt me to know that they got married during that time, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, just how heartbreaking for Kate to realize that something that, that, like, kind of tore up their whole community for so long was, like, literally the person you slept next to every night and what you married and like you what love the fuck? you fully ah! <laughs> well she's like near the end she had a line where she was like i i can't unmix the person who did that from the person that i loved yeah. for all of these years yeah like how the hell are you like you can't separate oh my god can you imagine just going no. back and <laughs> no. rethinking all of your memories with the person and everything you thought you knew about that person? No. Jesus Christ. You need a lot of therapy. A yeah. lot of therapy. Honestly, no amount of therapy will fix that. That is Literally. something that nobody 
is meant Especially to ever like experience. I'm, like I'm saying too, like her Kate finally reflecting to obviously eventually would reflect on like the doctor visit and like mm-hmm. all of that and being like how she he knew the entire yep. time and saw how disgusted and uncomfortable and violated I was yeah. feeling just to get a glimpse of the truth. And it wasn't even a glimpse of the truth. And she knew that. So fucked. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I just could not imagine like the person you're supposed to trust the most like doing something like that like what the actual fuck like it I almost would feel like at least if she had told Kate right yeah at least brought Kate in on it not even maybe keeping Delilah right but like, yeah maybe just saying something about Shelby yeah then it could be like okay well and but my she question too known is like was... I guess you're right I guess you're right <coughs> she would have yeah there's no way damn there's no way I feel like maybe even after Meredith supposedly committed suicide, mm-hmm. I feel like B could have been like, oh, you know, well, what we found out about this and what was Meredith feeling guilty about or something? I don't know. She could have tried to twist it, but she could have even said that they, it, like she did that and what happened to what like honestly happened to Shelby. And she could have said like it, it was Meredith. It was well, sh- that or. Yeah, Meredith was in the car, or Meredith, or like Meredith was driving, or just in the car, and the guilt, like she's been really not okay with the guilt, and so yeah. like she still could have kept everything truthful minus the murdering mm-hmm. Meredith part, and like that still could have checked out. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like also just struggling with the fact that we thought this was Delilah for the whole time which like yeah. obviously that was more of a struggle for all the characters than for me but I yeah. was like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my and poor God. Carly like how terrifying to think that you're back in like <clears throat> I don't know a safe space but you're still fucking terrified also and traumatized for life anyways and it turns out that you, this is not even your family that oh my god you know what else carmen the lady cop there was an actual match for carly's blood and like so was she just gonna keep her from her actual family yes oh my yes the answer is yes like she was she was just totally invested in keeping her little like weird romance alive this was just a book full of horrible horrible people (laughs) thing is it's like it was people we all liked yeah and horrible things and which i think is part of the point like this is definitely a commentary on whatever like in the introduction it was like domestic whatever violent no not violence domestic what was it thriller i don't know i forget the line but it was like like this is the, the the shit that goes on i mean not much but a huh? little bit um i think also it was a commentary on like we always assume the worst out of some people like the crazy mean rude guy who was married to shelby right yeah. like we wanted it to be him so bad i even wanted it to be like meredith's husband whatever it was josh was that his name mm-hmm. yeah i even wanted it to be josh i was like it's so easy to blame the men but i think that's also like written from a woman 
that is our experience like we do like yeah and I think that's why like the reveal of uh the ending hurt like even more because you're like no no not not the the cool lesbian lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) not the artsy lesbian no we can't win (laughs) no pain 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 yeah I was just like my heart was in my throat the whole time reading this and I was like not at all able to predict the ending like we said no, earlier. Not, not at, at all. all. Not even a pinch. No. Which is so <laughs> bizarre. Like, every goddamn book I read, I have some inkling. Even if I yeah. end up being wrong, I have like, I have a hunch throughout the entire book. Yeah. And this, I was just like, I don't know. I have, I genuinely have no idea. Yep. I was like, it's the husband. Okay. Yeah. It's the neighbor best friend who yeah, yeah. she dated her husband in college. It's the it's, it's the doctor. Big, I was yeah. just like jumping from person to person. I was I think my notes are probably all over the place in my Kindle re read. Yeah. But I it, I was truly just like, what the actual fuck? I have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> Which I think like Mary Kubica, it, that is her thing. Like, yeah. in, I'm not at all going to even say anything about the good girl, but like the plot twist in the good girl was truly like, I did not fucking see that coming. <laughs> like, but, like, this is her thing. <laughs> yeah. And she does it the right way. I don't think, like, I don't read thrillers at all. Yeah. I don't read mystery. I don't read, like, that is just not my go-to genre. Yeah. Um. But now I'm so curious about the good girl. Because I, I think you cover it. <laughs> okay, because genuinely the only like dip into thriller I think I've done is Verity. And which like <laughs> That was fucked up. <laughs> that was fucked up. Like that was some twisted shit, but that wasn't like not nearly the same as this. I'm, like now that I'm I'm like, oh, this is what no. it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like maybe I could enjoy this. I think we should read The Good Girl because I think genuinely I would love to see your reaction to the twist. Okay. Okay. I'm down. Genuinely. And I haven't read the book since, since in like three years, which is kind of crazy. But I yeah. would, I still remember like vividly what happens in that book. That shit's crazy. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. That shit is crazy. Also, I feel like now that we brought up Verity, we have to do a quick discussion on like recent Colleen Hoover news. <gasps> Fuck, bro. I <laughs> who, who whose brilliant idea was to make a coloring mm-hmm. book for mm-hmm. it ends with us, mm-hmm. and then who? How many people were like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." How was it? How did it make it out of the idea stage? How did somebody bring themselves to speak that idea out loud and who be like, "Did they hire to do the illustrations?" And why did they say yes? Oh my. God, there's and so many layers. Did you see? Like, I don't think there's the color red in the coloring book. Like, that's not, not really. one of the pencils it comes with. No. Oh my god. How fucked up? Like, if this isn't cancelable, I don't know. I mean, nothing's gonna end up happening to her. She's a affluent white woman at this point. But like, I know. I've also heard other news. I don't know how this escaped me from for so long, but you know. This has been, I don't, I don't know if you've heard this either, but I guess her son was Uh-oh. accused of sexually assaulting <gasps> uh, someone and it was like put out online and Coho like basically tried to erase oh. his online footprint and stuff like that. My and, like, God. Yeah. 
So <sighs> she just gets worse and worse every time we hear something about her. Coho Tessa Bailey too. Tessa Bailey. Oh my! Oh, I would like a moment. I would like a moment Do with it. my microphone. Give me the. Give me. Give okay. me the mic. Oh. Pass you the mic. <laughs> Thank you. You have the floor. Uh, I just want to say that uh-huh. I will always continue to trust my gut instinct with these white women. Yeah. First of all, I've and I said this months ago. Months ago, we had the same conversation when you and I were talking about how weird the cover changes were for My mm-hmm. Killer Vacation or whatever her new book mm-hmm. is called, and how we were like, "Well, that's clearly like a person of color." Yeah. And then now it's not. Not. Yeah. And she's using these, you know tribal symbols on a tattoo and then now she's not and this is really weird and all that Mm -hmm. energy did you see the tiktoks about her backlog of books like all the books before she switched to like cartoon covers that she's written no copaganda it's all cops (gasps) it's all cops it's all cops Go look up Tessa Tessa Bailey that makes so much book backlog that makes so much sense. Bro. Wait, the what I was talking about, there was some weird shit about, like, because some, oh, was it Coho or was it Tessa Bailey? One of them, because there have been um, union strikes. Oh, for, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And the way one of them just, like, completely went around shit. And whereas then you have, like, RF Kwong fully supporting and, like, striking with the like union strikers for mm-hmm. i think it was harper call harper's collins harper collins uh, i think so yeah but um so you have rf kwong and angel yeah for the working Queen. man you know and mm-hmm. then yeah there's harper have, collins okay and then you then you have uh you have i forget who it was but there was like someone did really something really shitty and no more i will I'm so glad I'm going to die never having read another Tessa Bailey or Colleen Hoover book. I know. I know. For the rest of my life, I refuse. I will never. I will never. Yeah. Tessa signing with Harper Harper Hollins. Harper Collins. Sorry. Uh, in the midst of these That's strikes. what it was? That's yeah, what, that's oh, what it was. She signed a deal because she's with, or she was with Avon Books or uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. Um, which is, like, where most of the cutesy little uh, romance books that we, like, come from. Um, And she got, like, a random offer, I guess, from HarperCollins for her next few books, and that's why she signed there, and I guess that's why they changed the cover of My Killer Vacation again or something? I don't know. And now the man is very clearly white on the cover also. And it's just, like, thing after thing with her. And I just fucking... I just can't stand that people like her. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've been, we've been saying this for a while. Like, it's not... Her books are gross. Like, the way that her writing works is not her, even good. It's not good. I it's not. She truly, All of her men are truly Republicans, and you can see yeah. it very clearly. <laughs> the women Tell are, too. Mom. Tell me... Everybody's a Republican in those books. Literally. And the way... I feel like she just loves to, like... She'll get an idea and she'll be like, oh, okay, somebody told me this idea and I'm going to write that. Yeah. I feel like there's no genuine, like, integrity behind her work ever. No. Especially, like, and this is just pisses me off because it's one of my niche 
interests but like during the world cup when she was like all of these people were like oh my god i wish we had a romance about this and this and da 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 and tessa bailey was like okay i'm putting it on my list of things to write like no we don't want you to write it no we absolutely don't also especially because you have all you've done this whole month of world cup was make tiktoks about how you don't understand how soccer works you're the opposite of what we want for this she thinks as long uh, as it's the thing is like as long as she continues writing smut people are people will keep reading and it's not even good smut like horrible i stand by it that like i wish somebody could have had a camera on me when i would be reading her smut (laughs) like because the ick like the way my face Mm -hmm. would contort and Mm -hmm. like there were multiple times i would have to close the book and walk away because yep i I got just the most severe secondhand embarrassment yeah oh no she's very much into like the the appeal of the smut which is like fine i know there's tons of authors that listen we we search out books that have smut in them for a reason which means there's obviously authors putting smut out that's why i initially read tessa bailey yeah like that's what we were thinking we were gonna get yeah Yeah, let's do it no and then it's just like i think she just relies too much on like that's the only thing she can do and she can't even do it very well she's just a white woman that's it she's just getting farther because she's a white woman yep now on to a better recommendation of smut from not a white woman and especially if you're looking to replace tessa bailey in your life which i hope Mm -hmm. you've already been trying to do by now but if you are if you are looking to do so now i highly recommend kennedy ryan i know everybody recommends kennedy ryan but i just finished reading real Mm -hmm. yesterday i have not felt that horny and emotional from a book in so long the book was beautiful it was so well written the story was amazing and the smut was smutting in all the right ways so if you are looking to read good good smut and romance with an actual plot not written by a white woman go check out kennedy ryan's backlog which one did you read real r-e-e-l r oh god is there fishing i know no no it's about a movie movie production a forbidden hollywood romance yeah (sighs) it's director and actor but not in a bad way because at first i was like oh but then i was like oh okay oh it's in a good way it's in a really good way okay and there's plot and the smut is literally literally I, I'm I'm saying this with confidence. It is January 11th when we're recording this. I could see this book being in my top 10 of the year at the Ooh. end of the year. I literally went so far as to I have my graphics made already for New Year's next year. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I went so far as to put that book into the graphics already because I was like, no, it's definitely it's not going to get dethroned unless I read a bunch of other books that I like more than it. But I don't think I will. How so, exciting. Okay. We should cover it soon. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, but yeah. So no more Tessa Bailey. And I think that unless she does something else crazy, I never want to say her name okay. on this goddamn podcast ever again. Same with never again. They don't okay. deserve the air, honestly. <sighs> no unless more they do something crazy. Attention. But yeah. like, even then, do we want to keep giving them, like, even if it's in something their I cre- predicted, then yeah. For okay. Tessa Bailey, at least, okay. but not for okay. not for Coho. Coho, I just Done. I'm gonna I'm ready to stop Retiring. acknowledging that she exists. Yeah, she's the new Voldemort. 
Yeah. Oh, speaking of crazy book news at the beginning of the year, did you see that thing about the author who had like faked her own suicide two years ago because of online bullies, but she didn't actually off herself? She's still alive. And then she came back from the dead last week. No. Yeah. What? I don't know her name. I can't remember. But she. Book girlies are crazy. These book girlies are crazy, bro. Mm-mm. crazy anyway so what do you rate local women missing <laughs> i thought that was excellent i'm gonna do a 4.25 hey did you ever think you would be rating a thriller that high on the pod no, no. me neither because i i was fully i gave this a five because i was like you tricked me which is i feel hard to do in thrillers mm-hmm. i was thoroughly tricked i was thoroughly thrilled my heart mm-hmm. was racing i was invested in the story and the characters i was confused Mm-hmm. I was I was in. I was in. I was in. So I think I never expected to like a thriller that much, and I did. I think just more so I'm just like this. Mm, really? This maybe moved up thriller as a genre mm-hmm. a little bit, but like it's just not my. I think. <laughs> Has to be Barry Kubica. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. like I think at this point in my life, I am so busy and tired yeah. and I don't have as much time for reading Mm -hmm. and so like thriller is still not going to be one of the top yeah i feel you genres that i'm gonna reach for Mm -hmm. and so like yes i very much enjoyed this book and it was really good and i am i do want to read um the other mary kubica book the good girl or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i'll probably not do thriller again for a while that's super fair super super fair i'm more curious to pick up the rest of mary kubica's books Mm -hmm. i'll probably spread them out a little bit but if if they're still up to par with like local and the missing and the good girl i feel like i can really enjoy like being thrilled (laughs) how interesting mary kubica looks like like this is how i would picture meredith to look almost oh scary and now i gotta go look like, you would just see her in the suburbs. Oh, yeah. Right? No, you're right. She looks like... I, I mean, I'd say she looks like every other bitch, but she got brown hair. I was expecting blonde. That's I don't know true. why. Suburb. You she know. looks like a history teacher. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... I could say other things about how I think she would teach history in high school, but I won't. <laughs> we're going to move on. Okay, hey. I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Host Discord server via the link in the show notes, or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, feel free to recommend books to cover, cover, cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Cabrera-Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Everyone in This Room Will Someday Be Dead by Emily Austin. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.